three, two, one, and we are live. Welcome everyone back again to the JR Experience. Today we have some amazing guests. We have my two of my cousins, actually one of my oldest cousins, and another cousin of mine. We have too many cousins, guys. What do you guys think? <laughs> so we have uh, Smerling Carrasco, also known as Mani, and we have Steven Carrasco, also known as Maquejode. Maquejode. So I hope everybody, everybody who knows Steven basically knows that's true. That's a fact. <laughs> How are you guys? Welcome to the channel. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm glad to I'm I'm glad to have you guys here. Um so we're just we I we actually just came out from celebrating Steven's twentieth birthday. And how does that feel, bro? Like you're twenty years old. You're almost gonna be twenty one. How does that feel? Um feels almost. very different. Huh? You said almost because you're Almost one more year less than you know before. Yeah. So um feels in a sense, a lot of responsibility that will have to come from my part. Yeah. Just because, you know, you know, stuff are, stuff are becoming real, to be honest. Yeah? Like, what kinds of stuff? Like, what's what's the most real thing that has currently hit you? It hasn't currently really hit me. Yeah. But just in the sense of that, I have, I have acknowledged it more of, you know, I have to start leaving the leash behind mm. and start going for my own walks. Yeah. There you go. So. It's true. You know, everybody everybody hits that point where they realize that like, yo, I gotta spread my wings. You know what I'm saying? Um I think mine came in pretty young though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think from an early age I was like, dude, I hate being controlled. That was always my problem. Like, cuando a mí me, like, cuando a mí la gente me decía, yo, él no haga esto, I used to be like, but why? But why? Questioning everything. Why? Why do that, I have to do this? That, that's the right way to do Like, when they tell you not to do something, question why. If they tell you not to do it because A, Y, and Z, you understand more. Yeah. Then just, I know, just because, no. Yeah. Not just because. I know. You have an explanation behind everything. Yeah. And so that, that was problematic for me, you know? You, I know you remember. <laughs> so some of, so first of all, a lot of the audience does not really know me, right? They don't know my history. They don't know my past. Um, some people have met me after I became Christian or when I was better. But you guys have known me from like from day one. From day one, you know, and not a lot of people get to say that. Not even my own wife gets to say that. Yeah, true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and so we honest. have. You know, like, my wife, whom I'm going to spend the rest of my life with, is missing, like, 16 years of my life, right? That you guys actually were able to experience, not necessarily firsthand, but, you know, you guys were there in the midst. Like, we all, like, I remember when, yo, like, I have mad memories of you guys, you know what I'm saying? Like, cuando uno era chamaquito, loco. Like, just fucking running around the streets, nigga, like being crazy and like when we all arrived to this country like i remember those days i remember when you guys arrived to this country that was like we were so happy that you guys were here and um and so 
But anyways, so you guys have known me, and my, my past has been, like, really, you know, struggling. Like, I have a very dark past, right? And you guys know my past. Like, my, my father basically almost killed my mother um, when I was nine years old. And it was, it threw me down into a very dark place, you know, that nobody was able to help me from. Um, and I turned into drugs and turned into everything just for me to be able to escape. And, um, and that, you know, that just messed up my whole life. And you guys, you know, you guys used to remember the kinds of fight I used to put, man. Like, see what I'm saying? Actually, like, huh? Tough times. Tough times, man. But, you know, we're glad we were able to get through it. We're glad we're here. You know, there has been a lot of changes in our lives from, like, back in those days to yeah, now. Man. Growing up. Growing up, man. You know what so, I'm saying? two things. One will be with the... I don't really feel that I'm stepping outside of not being controlled, mm. but more of stepping outside of just taking more responsibility. Right. Because I've never really felt control in a sense. Mm. I felt um, more... What would be the right word? Guided? In a sense. Guided, but at the same time, um, to always, you know, in a sense, ask for an opinion mm. or um, that, you know, you literally didn't... You weren't independent, you know? Right. You were always dependent. Right. Because, you know, you were a child. Right. In a sense. Um, and the other point would be where, uh, pretty much where your background or your, um, who you used to be. Mm-hmm. It's more of a sense of how, not that you were a bad person or that you're a better person now. It was more of a fact of, like, we used to see the potential that you had in you. Right. That you had in yourself. Right. And that you weren't using it wisely right. enough to take advantage of it because mm-hmm. overall is everyone has that potential of you know doing better definitely and, and I by do, and up doing better doesn't mean you know doing what everyone else were doing just in a sense of that you know doing not messing up your life in a sense you yeah. know of making wrong choices not just because everyone says it's wrong but just because to be honest they were wrong in a right sense. right no and I understand but totally you know is not always about the ending. Mm. It's also about the journey that you have the to journey. take. The journey. The journey is very important. It is. You know? Um, and the journey doesn't really make sense until you look back. Definitely. So. <laughs> Thank you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not until you get there that you look back in the journey and you're like, ah, uh, that made sense. Yep. That made sense. Now I understand why I went through that. You know what I'm saying? Um, they but become lessons. They, be- they do become lessons. You know? Um, I... Uh, I'm not sure if you guys ever read The Alchemist. No. You read The Alchemist? The Alchemist is one of the most beautiful books in the world, bro. Bro, it's beautiful. I have read it at least six times. That's how many times I've read it. Like, I love that book. And it's like, it's about this, the journey of this kid, right? Who, not necessarily this kid, it's like, I don't know, teenager. Who is like, he's a... he he does, he deals with sheep and things like that, and then he just has a dream one day, right? And he's like, "Yo, like you have to go to Egypt, right? He's from Spain. You have to go to Egypt, but to get to Egypt is like thousands of miles away, right? And all he thought at first was like, "Yo, that was just, that's just a stupid dream, 
right? And then he went to, he went to go see a seer, right? Which is like one of those witches, not necessarily witches, but um, to interpret the dream. And then she was like, look, you need to go to Egypt. If you find your treasure, you have to give me 10%. And he's like, are you serious? Like, she was like, you don't have to pay me now, but if you find your treasure, you have to give me 10%. She was, he was like, dude, it's just a dream, right? And he, she was like, yeah, but the dreams come from the center of the universe, right? Like, that's, those are the things that we don't understand. We don't understand dreams. And then, so, basically, there are several steps, several things that he eventually ends up crossing the, 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 the sea from Spain into like I think it's current day Morocco I think I'm not really sure but um and then like he gets robbed he gets like he loses everything day one day one he looks back like he like it's insane bro it's a really good book I highly recommend it I'm actually gonna leave it on the descriptions below of the podcast if you're interested so you can get yourself a copy because it's a great book I highly recommend it to everyone what do you think what what has the alchemist done for you man because it, it honestly it changed my life um he has a not just that book but many other books as well yeah changed my life um it's just very interesting like instead of telling people just go ahead read it and experience it and then just give us your feedback yeah based on what you can what you um perceive from the book and how it interfere with your life and how you go back and remind you on your day to day yeah um basically what other books have changed your life uh the one that i love the most about is the four agreements the four agreements yeah, I think I read that book. Yes, that book you know what's funny? It didn't do that much to me. It did a lot to me. Yeah? Yeah. Can you do you mind sharing that? Like No, especially the I mean from the four agreement the one that identify myself more is uh make your make your world impeccable. If you say something, even if you might cause your happiness or something, stick to it. Stick stick true to yourself mm. and to the truth. Like if I let's say you said, Oh man, you said that was shred. If I said no, it's a no, because I never said that. If I said yes, even if it might cause me something, yes, I admit it. And yeah. That's what it is. Just, just keep it true. Just keep, keep it, it true. real. Keep it, keep it true to yourself. Yeah. Why lying to yourself? Right. If you lie to yourself, then who's going to trust you? Nobody. Yeah, it's true. It is true. That's it. You know, everybody has to have fundamental truth to themselves. Like, like the moment that you lie to yourself about something, it's like the it's the moment that you go down a, like a rabbit hole, like a bad path. True. Like, <laughs> it's funny. My father, you you know, you guys know my father. My father is like a he he just he's a chronic liar. Basically, that's how I grew up. That's why everybody when ev- whenever somebody tells me something, my first reaction is like, mm. you know why? It's like because I'm not giving them an answer. That's not true. Right, and I'm just like listening. Like you tell me something, I'm like, hmm, okay, that's interesting. I've, I've noticed that a lot. Yeah, and it's just, it, it was in a sense because it seems like you're like, oh, it's a, like you're the reaction that you're giving is like, oh, that's not true, or it's like, oh, really? It's, yeah, like it, like tell me more. It yeah, it's in a sense of that you know like, just as you saying that you're not giving a reaction back right. in a sense of that oh I agree or disagree. Mm-hmm. It's more of a like 
convince me that what he's telling yeah. is true. Right, it's exactly. Fine. And so the reason why I'm like that is because of my father. Because my father would tell me stuff, right? And I'd be like, hmm, <laughs> that doesn't really make sense, buddy. <laughs> and so like you, when you talk to me, when you talk to Joanne, when you talk to Omar, we all respond the same way, bro. All of us. Like, you tell him something. Like, next time you see Joanne, give, tell him a lie or something. I've, I've seen it from Joanne. Yeah. From Omar, I haven't actually um keep an eye on that. Yeah. But I, I will from now on. Just yeah. Take a it. look at that. And that that's like from being raised in a in a household where you have liars. Mm-hmm. You know, not liars. A liar. Because my mom, like, always kept it true. Now, the only bad thing about my mom is that she couldn't explain to me why she would do certain things or I would have to do certain things, right? Like, I remember I would question my parents, like, oh, why do I have to go to school? Well, because you have to go to school. But why? But why do I have to go to school? She's like, well, because I said so. <laughs> well, that's not really a valid answer. I think you should give me a more de- more definite answer. Correct. Well, I don't really have to because I'm your mother. And that's it. Right there was the end of the conversation. Doesn't that suck? Yes. Like, I'll, I'll say that. Like, white people, honestly, they deadass be having conversations with their kids. Mm-hmm. And they'd be explaining shit to them. Like, yo, this is why we do this. Yep. And this is why this is happening. And this is why. And this is why. And to be honest, uh, that specific, um, what's that specific word? Um, sterilization. That you just said of, like, white people... Um, explains things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in a, a sense, um, most white people, let's say. Right, most but white then people. There I'm not going to say all white yeah, people. But there are those, you know, let's say Hispanics or, you know, in general, other parents. Right. That just like my mother. Like, right. She, that she will tell you. She like, would tell you. Yeah, like, she would, like, if she'd say something to Manny, yeah, Manny, this is like this. And then she'd be like, oh, you want an explanation? And then she'd give you a whole list. Either if you like yeah. it, if you don't like it, if you want it, if you don't want it, she'll keep it real, as you say. Yo, she'll keep it real. That's, that's so, what people bro, need look in into life, her, bro. bro. Look into her, bro, and it's not even funny. It's like straight up. I mean, you can have deep conversation, and you can get upset about the truth that she tells you, but at the end of the day, as you say, she keeps it true. Is that, is that why you guys were never rebellious? I, I guess in a way. Because things were explained to you. Yeah. Yes, and... Cocotazos. Well, everybody needs cocotazos. Yeah, but I mean, you know, in our house, you know. Wow. Like no, it was, even, it was shaping us. No, not like for that. A better future. My dad, he was. Papi has always been very strict. Right. Yeah. Always. Mommy has always been the to-go person too. Right. Mm-hmm. And she, like, as you, as you were saying, she explained things to you. Yeah. Oh, don't do this because so and so and so. Mm-hmm. Papi just like tia, like. I guess it's a Carrasco thing. It probably is. Yeah, just like, <laughs> no, just because it says so, no. You, can, you, don't, you don't have to be so authoritarian. It doesn't work like, like that. We are your kids. We are not just your possession. Right. We are humans. We need to understand things <laughs> a different way. Right. And it's true. And you know, but you know that's a big problem that Hispanic households face, though. Yes. Yeah. You know, and that's, I think it's because we have been, our parents were raised a specific way. Mm-hmm. Like, there was one law and that was the law, and that was your father or your mother, and that's it. Mainly your father. Mainly your father. Yeah. Nowadays, nowadays things have changed around. Nowadays, further, thank God, yeah. things have changed. Oh yes. my God, <laughs> I cannot imagine a world where my father is my dictator. I know. Bro, I would fight with him every day. I hear you. Things have changed uh, at a sense of that most 
but there are other places in you know let's say uh, Egypt or oh no of know, course like, yeah it's still going on it's still going on I mean things that the thing is like when you look at when you look at countries right like in the Middle East they're fo- they're they follow a certain law which is the I'm going blank here but it's it, they follow the 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 the, the Quran basically okay right but Dominicans should don't have a reason to treat their children that way you understand what I'm saying like we don't we don't follow no no law not just Dominican Hispanic Hispanics as overall as, yeah. a, as overall yes, you're we right Dominicans because we are Dominicans but like I have so many friends from Mexico. Mexico is a big thing. Yes. I have a lot of friends who are Mexicans. Ecuador, Peruvian, like all over the all over the place, and it's not just Dominicans. It's all over the place. Do you think that's a that's a Spanish thing? Like a like people who can trace back their heritage to Spain. Yeah, I would say so. You think? Do you think? I don't. Like because because people were subjugated by Spain. Well, you know, and like we. To be honest, nobody knows, right? To be honest, I I don't have a lot enough information just to pick a side or give my thought on it. But I mean, I'm I'm not sure. I just don't have enough information to decide. Well, I think you gotta, you have to. What you need to do is have more friends, and have deeper conversations with those people, because because what you will find is exactly that. Like, oh wait, we're all going through the same struggle. That's so weird. (laughs) <laughs> and and you're not from my country, so it would be like one thing if you're from a country. And I know this because when I went to high school, I went to um, is is well nowadays they call Liberty High School for newcomers, right. where people from all over the country would come, all over the place, all over the world, like yeah, um, Africa, Spain, Mexican, Central American, all over the place. So we would get to, we would gather together and we would have these conversations. Yeah, and you would see these most unfrequent things all over all over and all over again in Spanish people. Right. Not in Polish, not in African American, not um American people or uh, people from or Arabic people. No right. ma- mainly Hispanic. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> it is. That's crazy, is. you know? And like New York City, because we basically grew up in New York City, um was like a melting pot. Thank God for New York City, honestly. Yeah. Because New York City has allowed us to meet large quantities of people from all over the world. And like that, like low key, that's a blessing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because what happens is like it expands your knowledge, Mm -hmm. right? And so it's like books. Like the more books you read, the more knowledge you you get, right? Um, And so like the more traveling that you do, the more knowledge you get and stuff like that. And so that's important. One... One thing I've always uh, said is that my offsprings, I would like them to pretty much have the same, in a sense, um, upbringing as I did. Yeah. Just because, like, I don't regret anything, in a sense. That's interesting. Why? Because I've always had food on my table. The struggles that I had, in a sense, supposedly we call struggles, they weren't really struggles. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I see. Like... We really didn't, um, we always had what we needed. Well, not and not everyone sense, is as lucky as that, though. Correct. And in a sense, 
um, sometimes if you try to give your children more than what you had, in a sense, let's say. That's a problem. You spoil them. That's true. And, like, I, I just feel that, you know, I had a, a great upbringing, you know? There's there's a few things I might tweak. Yeah. But Like everybody else. Yeah. But, I mean, to be honest, I'm proud to say who I am, you know, who I am today. I'm Steven Carrasco. Right. You know? Smirling, you grew up in the same household. Yes. Do you agree with him? Yes and no. Okay. Mm, 75% of it I agree with him. Okay. 25% of it I do not. Can uh, you talk about at least, out of those 25, a 10% of it? What would you... What do you think was one, one of the things that you would you would really change? If you were to become a parent, um, being more more open minded, open minded, and listen more to your kids, not just mm-hmm. giving an explanation. Have those, as you were saying, like white people, they right? Have a family, a family Sunday, right? Sit down, they listen to each other's ideas, right? Without interruptions, without interruptions. First of all, first of all no. for the record, <laughs> without interruptions. <laughs> Parents will listen to the kids. How they feel, who they hang out with, mm-hmm. who are their friends, what they have to bring to the table, how they feel about the house, the household. Right. Uh, which I didn't have that growing up. Right. I had a father who um bring food home every day, very supportive. Yes, I have an amazing, lovely mother mm-hmm. uh, who uh, we care for us mm-hmm. and everything else. Yes, but we didn't have that the, the parents who would listen to us. Right. Thanks God I saw that and I changed that a little bit around and I was out for my siblings. Yeah. All three of my siblings, one I stay in Stephen, would come up to me. First, they coming out to coming to my parents for anything. They would bring it up to me. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? So we listen to them. Yeah. You know, that was something that I lacked. I didn't have that. I didn't have that either. Yeah. Well, you... Interesting fact also is that you two are the oldest right of your family and now you're talking to the youngest right so in a sense it's hard just to compare what i'm living through right. to what you two lived through yeah why because you two were the guinea pigs in a sense we were the guinea pigs you we always my sorry we always have to do the right thing because we are the role model right we are the oldest we need to set the example but what is the example thank you <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie in a sense that does stick to me, in like you know, you have to set an example and this and that. Not just because oh he's all this and this and that. It's just that I've told you this before, but it's you know anything that you like, like Manny has told me all. Oh, I like, um, I want to know how to you know be a pilot. Right. Like there's mad things that he's interested. You want to know be a pilot? Me too, yeah. bro. We should do it together. <laughs> like bro, seriously, there's mad things that Manny out of nowhere just says that he like. Yeah. I, to be honest, don't know what's the correct explanation for it. Right. But it's just that I, I have a sense of like, oh, I want to do that too. Yeah. So, I mean, to be honest, let's say, hypothetically, um, if Manny was a, uh, a role model in a sense that, you know, he, he liked drugs. Right. Or, you know, he was doing things that won't benefit, my, won't benefit me, right? Mm-hmm. And if I looked up to that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can't say that I was going to follow it. Why? Because it didn't happen. I can't say I was going to follow it. But by seeing that everything that he wants to do right now, I kind of have that passion of, oh, I want to do it. I don't know if it's just because he's my brother or what. I, I guess so that's an explanation. Yeah. You know, 
you can think that, you know, I'll probably be doing the same thing if he was maybe doing wrong things too. Right. And what I was coming back to what I was saying that it's hard to compare you guys to me. Yeah. Because you guys pretty much, you know, warmed them up to the youngest guys. Dude, a nosotros bro, fue que nos dieron la pela. Because yeah, listen, bro, like Omar and me, like, yeah, no, no, we have it good. Why? Because our, your, our parents won't tolerate <coughs> that what they tolerate with me and, and Omar right now, they wouldn't have tolerated that with you guys. Mm-hmm. But Absolutely they've seen not. that t- times have changed mm-hmm. and you guys, thank you to both of you guys. I appreciate that. You know, you're the guy, you're the ones that, you know, have changed that. So, I mean, it's just, I'm telling you, bro, like, I love you, you know? Yeah. It's straightforward. For real. Like, we fight. It's not funny. We totally fight. Like, sometimes we just be like, this guy is so annoying. It's not even funny. But at the end of the day, if I have to take a bullet from my brother. Hell yeah, my in nigga. In a second. In a in heartbeat. In a second, bro. You know. That's how it is. That's how it is. And you know, you know, my brothers to me were, like, they're very important. You know, the fact that I have, of, I, I had five brothers. You know, and we all grew up in the same household. Like, my brothers are priority number one. Swear to God. Like, my brothers, like, if a nigga was, like, to to hit any of my brothers. No question asked. It's rap. It's a rap. Like, we don't play around with that. And, you know, it's funny. Me and Samantha were talking about that. Like, like um, her and her sisters and her brothers, they have, like, a love-hate relationship. It's weird. People do have a love siblings have do have a love hate relationship always um but they were saying like even sebastian was saying like yo the moment somebody says anything to my brothers is a rap bro like she's going down like you know what i'm saying you like, could you could dispute in between each other just because you know you know you just brother you just fam. like yo you could but... call like you could call you could call my brother anything no, no. I could call my brother anything. You can't call my brother anything. Yeah. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Yo soy que le digo esto. You can't say that shit to my brother, bro. And it's it's beautiful, man. You know, growing up with siblings is almost a is a it's a blessing. It is a blessing because everyone's different. Each one is different. And we're all like in this household with these rules above us trying to figure life out together, right? Like we play together. We tell tells stories to each other. Like, you know, we protect each other. I, I mean, having a having a sibling is, is beautiful. And on top of that, we have like a thousand cousins. <laughs> no. So it became even more beautiful. I don't care. I don't care what anyone says, in my opinion. The youngest is the one that, um, I was gonna forgot the word, but overall is like the most experienced or the one that um, it's more benefited in a yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Because one of the first things let's say will be Manny when he found out that you know you can do college courses, right? So, you know, start doing college since you were high school, right? He passed that on to Juana. Yep. Juana passed it on to Stacy. Yeah. Stacy passed it on to me. And nobody passed anything to us. Well, you helped me a lot, though. You were the one who actually got me into LaGuardia. You told me. You was like, dude, you should come to LaGuardia. And I was like, really? He was like, yes. And I was like, okay. Because <laughs> he was getting free free textbooks. Yeah, ASAP. From ASAP. Yo, shout out to ASAP. 
Shout out to ASAP. Yo, without you, I would have never graduated college. True. Hands down. Shout out to ASAP. And Hikania, I want to have you on my podcast because you you were an inspiration to me. You were one of the most, you're actually one of the most powerful women I know. And I admire that about you. You remember Hikania? I do remember her. She, now she works at Lehman College. Yeah, <laughs> she works at Lehman. So, Hikania, hit me up. Let's talk. Let's meet. Also, shout out to Leslie Perez. There you go. She was amazing. Yeah. Uh, sweetheart, she she was always the to-go person, even though I was always ahead of her, step mm-hmm. ahead of her. Whatever <laughs> we need to do, the, the, um, for meeting at the, at the end of the semester, to coordinate classes for the following semester, they supposed to help us get the classes. Uh, my classes were already done. Like yeah. I already knew what classes to take. There you She's go. Like, you made my job so easy this morning. I'm like, thank you, <laughs> Leslie. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for trusting me. And thank you. Thank you for being, always being there for me. For the yeah, teachers. that's awesome, man. That's awesome. And you know what's funny? LaGuardia, it's an amazing school. Like if you're still in high school, you should go to LaGuardia. Yeah. Honestly, well, because the amount, today, the amount of people. That go to LaGuardia from all over the world is amazing. Still until today, LaGuardia is one of the three top community colleges in the country. There you go. Since 2007. And uh, shout out to um, the president of LaGuardia, uh, one of the most powerful women I know. Very humble. Um, I can't remember her name right now, but shout out to her. Um, I actually asked her once. I was like, hey, how come LaGuardia is not a four-year college? Right, because I was I was at my second year, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't want to leave this school. I was the same way. I don't want to leave this school, and the then so way. I asked her. I was like, Yo, why is it La Guardia is not a four year school? And she told me the reason why we're not four years is because the moment that we turn four years is the moment that our acceptance rate has to go down, right? Because we're a four years, but we, since we make it a two years, we can accept almost anybody. Well, two things. That is very true. Manny has always been a step ahead of, like, anyone in what he wants. There you go. Let's talk facts. Let's in talk what facts. what he wants. Um, and the second thing, you know, we're doing shout-outs. Um, you guys had ASAP, and here in Utica, there's a program called C-Step. C-Step and Step. Uh, C-Step. Step is for the high school students, uh, middle school as well. Just, you know, preparing them for, let's say, C-Step once into once. You get into college. Um, one of the pro- that program specifically is at NBCC. Um, it's in other high, uh, colleges as well. But um, a few coordinators will be Manny Sibelion, uh, Law Kirk, John. Shout out to Kirk. You know Kirk is gonna be in a podcast. Where? Yeah, Line. seriously. Uh, so yep. So Kirk, I'm gonna throw you a yeah, yeah. Um, he's having a daughter soon. Daughter was born on. Oh yeah, she was born Mon- already. Uh, Monday. I'm not sure if it was this past Monday. I think it was this past Monday. I haven't seen them. Yeah, man. So you know, shout out to them. Also to Yushana that um she's just been an added member a few weeks or months ago. So I mean, they're a great uh, help as well. Yeah. With the books. Yeah. That same help that you guys had over there. Not only the help, but just them being the guidance, there. the just guidance, them being there and like People you know to talking, guide you, man. Yeah, just yeah. like just to talk, you know, like literally, like they could be doing anything there, and you just go to them, and you know, just to talk like about 
Anything? Anything. And they go there and you just survive, you know? Yeah, which is good. People need yeah. that. So, um, go ahead, Specifically, the, they're more towards um, underrepresentative. Uh, underrepresented. Represented. Yep. Um, Communities of colors. Financially disadvantaged. Yep. But uh, hopefully there's any way that they will be able to spread that limit will be great. Yeah, and me and him are going to work together, actually. That's good, man. Because we're, we're going to be opening up non-for-profit organizations and okay. things like that together. Yeah, so um, we're actually going to take a quick break, and we'll be back. <laughs> so, we are officially back online from the break so welcome back guys yeah we good mm-hmm. um so we were talking about a whole bunch of stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah how was that how do you guys feel about that podcast good it's amazing it's good yeah it's a diff- totally different experience yeah never done this before I'm happy to hear Thank that. Thank you for doing by. Yeah. I don't know. It feels like a, let's say in a sense, you're a therapist, you know? Like, I feel like I am. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you just like, you know, you just get to like express yourself, you know? Yeah, which is good. Yeah. Tú sabes, nosotros, especialmente los hispanos y también los, los hombres, nosotros no hablamos. Nah. I mean, uno habla, pero me burro, you know? No, But... pero no hablamos. <laughs> We don't talk. You know what you remind me of? This Netflix show, Dear White People. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, it's like this. The, I watched that. We ju- I we, watched we, that. We're just letting our thoughts out. Like, yeah. questions come, one question lead to the next, next one. Dear White People. Yeah? <laughs> I'm gonna look into it. Dear Dominican People. <laughs> Dear Dominican People. <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> Netflix, you need to hire me. It's official now. It is written on stone. <laughs> That's cool. So, dear white people, what is that about? Um, this doctor has this um dark skin girl. Uh huh. Her dad is white. Her mom is black. Okay. And she goes to a school where there is a lot of discrimination. A lot mm. of um white white and black people. Everyone everyone takes the own little group. Like. No, so. She started a forecast here, white people, and she just let everyone, she has in, inviters, tall people, we talk, people, we just um, let their feelings out. Amazing. Yeah, it's it, a, it, it was this girl in, um, in college, they were in college. Yes, so. correct. It's a, it's a college setting, and there is involved that drama and all of that. Um, and also, you know, that part where literally it's as it sounds, dear white people. You know, and they talk, they just, like, they vibe stuff about, you know, white people that maybe they think that might, it might not be, you know, wrong, but my guy, dear white people, (laughs) straight up. Yeah. Gotta watch it. (laughs) I I don't think I finished watching the full thing. It's, you know, it's it's a good show. It's not bad. That's cool. But you know, the, you know how we can end racism is by actually talking to each other. Like, if we, ironically, we have more in, in common than we actually like to, like to think. Yeah. I'm actually going to quickly uh, change headphones. Yeah. 
because this is throwing me off. Give me one second. Sorry about that. We had to change headphones real quickly because they were throwing me off. So, um, so what are we gonna do? Are we gonna like create dear Spanish people? Wait, no, not really, because that's not really how it works, right? It's like we have to be able to talk about someone else. But we could do it like dear Dominican people. I mean, we, they'll be considered talking to, you know, our same race, but... Right. I mean, we don't have to be talking about, you know... We don't necessarily have, have to be yeah, talking about we, other yeah, races. We have to talk about ours. Yeah, you know, you know what's the funny thing? Spanish people don't have the problem that white and black people do. In what sense? Like, we don't... We don't have a connection like white and black people do to blacks or whites True. in this country at least I, I, I agree with you you know uh, like I remember my, my friend one time told me he was like hey bro you know this whole black and white thing like where do Spanish people fall because you know what it is is that Spanish people most Spanish people are mixed yes. look at Samantha uh, Samantha is like the lightest person you know we just got her DNA test back she is um She's half white, uh, Spaniard, and half African. Like, in the slap middle Africa, bro. Okay. That's crazy. Um, and look at her skin tone. Do you, do you mind elaborating a little bit with the part where that, um, we don't have that connection as blacks and white people? Yeah, so, so what happens is that we, in this country particularly, black and white people have a, a very unique relationship to each other right because um this country was built by i mean jesus christ this country was built basically by black people and the the enslavement of black people was the was the profitable result of the creation of the united states of america right like when you even look at the like who who created who 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 built the white house it was black people Right, who did the sharecropping? It was black people, right? And so the white people have always been on the top, right? Since the beginning of this country. Obviously, there were black people that uh they weren't enslaved, right? Like some of the first black people that were here, it's my understanding they were not slaves. But the rest of them, I mean, you know, I read this book. It's called Twelve Million Black Voices, right? And it completely changed my life. Yeah, I read it in college where it's written by a black man which by the way we do not read enough books written by black people for the record right like even in high school like if you are able to name me one black author i will give you five dollars right now i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna be able to uh name you either white or black authors yeah <laughs> would you be able to name a black author we don't. We don't know because we don't read. We don't read black black uh, uh, authorships. Um, Not like that. Um, I would say we don't read enough. We Thank don't you. read enough. You're Thanks. right. Spanish, Spanish people, especially Dominican, we need to read more. We yes. Need, we need to expand our knowledge. Definitely. The more we read, the more knowledge we earn. Yes. And I'm not. I'll be a. What do you call it? Evidence of that, because, to be honest, I don't read. Simple as that. Right. I don't read, and it's something that. I want to try to change now that I've become, you know, I'm 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? 
um, part of more being more mature and stuff. You know, yeah. I want to you know incorporate that a little more, just because you know I've seen positive results from other people. Yeah, I'm saying if it was positive results on them, why couldn't it be on myself as well? Definitely. So I just feel that you know like, I it's something that I could incorporate. That's good. I would like to incorporate. You should, and you know it's really hard to read. Especially if you weren't raised to read. Thank you. <laughs> right? You know? Um, like, for me, for me, I don't even know how I started reading, honestly. I, th- my, I know my dad is a reader, for sure. Like, he reads tons of books. My mom is not, she reads sometimes, right? I don't remember when I started reading, but I remember one of the first books in this country that I started reading. It was called Maniac McGee, right? And I don't know who wrote it, but it was, so first of all, I did not speak the language, right? Did not speak English. And then there was this audio cassette before. Mm. There was this, um, just basically a, a radio, right? Yeah. And then the, the book itself was was read by somebody. It was like one of the first audiobooks, basically. Yeah, pretty much. It was an audiobook. And so when I put it in the cassette, mind you, I spoke no English. I put on the headphones and I had the book in front of me. And every time the guy was reading, I would understand what he was saying because I would be reading yeah. it through. Yeah. Yo, and that was one of the first books that, that really... Um, that made me love reading, actually. And not like, for example, now I listen to a, a whole ton of audiobooks, right? Because what happens is it allows, like, you could be you could be at work and you could be listening to an audiobook, right? You could be anywhere and you could be listening to an audiobook. Entonces, para nosotros, los dominicanos, it, like, it's very difficult for us to actually pick up a book. And go page by page by page by page by page. You know why? Um, just it's just the same. Lead by example. Right. In my household, I always saw Manny reading a little bit, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was more of like he had to read, or you know, cause he had something to do with you know school. Right. But my lead of example was use a hammer. You know. Let's yeah. Do, let's do some construction. Let's do some construction. I'm not putting that down at all. Why? Yeah. No. Because like. Now, you know, you call me and I'll fix your stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. I'll no. fix your stuff. But that's where that comes in that, you know, I'm not a big fan of reading. Yeah. I'm not a strong reader. Right. Because, you know, there wasn't that lead by example of reading. Mm-hmm. There wasn't, let's say, a moment of that. Oh, all right, everyone, you know, everything off, one hour of reading. Yeah. And that's a big thing that I definitely want to incorporate in Natalie. Yeah. And it, it's... A lot of things contradict to himself. Right. Why? Because I feel that there's this um, this line or this path that, oh, if you go to school, you'll be successful. Yeah, that's bullshit. But the thing is that school, high school down, pretty much is um, killing creativity. Right. Why? Because, like, literally, like, everything else has changed. But if you look from 50,000, 50, 50 years before and 50 years now, and 50 years before and now, you see the difference, well, there isn't much difference. You're maybe using smart, no, smart, you're right. smart board or this yeah. or that, but you're still sitting in rows and you're still, you know, 
you have five regions to pass. They just teach it to you. They don't make you learn it, mm-hmm. or not make you learn it, but they don't ask you, oh, do you want to learn it? That's the thing that in the future I will like to change. Yeah. How, I'm not sure, but set up a plan. How we can change it. our education system. Of high school, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Myself, I went to um, my 11th and 12th grade, half of the of the day, I went uh, for construction. Hmm. Uh, you know, just to get more of the, uh, what do you call it, like the... The, the credits. Not the, not the credits. Like, I knew the experience, but I needed the... Theoretical. The theoretical. The yeah, theoretical, theoretical part of it. Because I always ask my father. Wait, why where did you, did you go to high school? Or why did you do that? Huh? Where did you go to high school? Well, I started going to high school to Marble Hills. Marble Hills. National Studies. Just because my sister went there. So and I fa- went and, and I went to Bronx Theater. <laughs> and then Samantha was in Bronx Theater. <laughs> and then... Um, a whole bunch of us actually went to Bronx Theater. Even Joanne went to Bronx Theater. Yeah, Christopher too. Think, Christopher right? too. So, um... Just because my parents were like, oh, Stacy's, you know, she's a good example, this and that. So, you know, you're going there because she went there. Like, there wasn't like, oh, let's find something else. Let's see there what was you no like. explanation. Let's see what you don't like. It was, was just, no okay, you're going there. So I just put in the application. Okay, my high school. But putting that aside, stay there for half a semester. Let me stop you there. Going back to, to going to some school because of the parents, they wanted to do that with Stacy too. Yeah. I went to Liberty High School down in Manhattan, 18th Street and 18th, between 7 and 8. One, I went to the same high school. When Stacy was ready to go to high school, my parents were like, oh, Stacey's going to leave. And I'm like, no, she's not. <laughs> what do you mean she's not? I'm like, she doesn't have to go to leave the high she school. Doesn't. She can go to any school she wants to. Mm-hmm. Give her the option of choosing for herself. Yeah. Stop that right there. You, she right. doesn't have to. And that's when we broke the ice. There yeah. you go. Now, that's that's <laughs> where we're coming back with what I was saying about it. You know, you guys warm it up for us. Yeah. And it's, it's great in a sense. Just because, like... Maybe we could have done it. Maybe we couldn't. We'll never know. Because thanks to you guys, you did it. Sorry, Steve. In the other end, I went to LaGuardia. I graduated from LaGuardia. When I graduated from LaGuardia, and Stacey as well. However, it's a different environment. It's one of the three top community colleges. Right. Groups, as I mentioned before. Right. And it one of, it's one of the best and cheapest in New Jersey City as yes. well. Yes. You graduated from there. Mm-hmm. Samantha graduated from there. And I had a whole bunch of friends. Yeah, I, bunch you know, of friends. I actually helped a whole bunch of people go to LaGuardia. <laughs> my cousin from my mom's side, Elaine Hilario, he, she also graduated from LaGuardia. Like, a, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. LaGuardia is a great college, man. Amazing. Going back to um, the high school part, so then I went to Proctor, T.R. Proctor uh, in Utica mm-hmm. um, from my second semester on uh, until I graduated. Okay. During my 10th grade, um, when I was setting up my schedule, I decided that I wanted to go to BOCES mm-hmm. for construction trades. So, BOCES, to give you guys, uh, those who don't know or are not familiar with the Utica public school system, um, BOCES is a program that uh, teaches trade. Um, it's, a, it's basically like a trade school. It is. It is a trade school, yes, right? Yes, it is. Right. So, you can learn all sorts of trades, such as culinary... Um, uh, criminal justice, criminal justice uh, cosmetology, cosmetology, like electricity. Yep. Go ahead. You you know you know the you yeah. know the most construction, yeah. construction uh, carpentry, CNA, CNA. I'm not sure what CNA is. CNA will be a certified um, CNA nurses assistant. Nurse, yeah, something like that. Certified okay. Certified nursing assistant. Um, out of body. Everything. Like there's and so a, too many things. Right. So like when I was going to high school, that was not an option for yes. me. You see, that's the thing, though. Um, 
that's the difference of being in New York City and being here. Right. No, we don't have that option in New York City. Yes, you do. Listen. We don't. The option is, listen. We do? Listen. Yes. Get out. I didn't have the option in high school. I, I had my last semester in high school. Right. I went to a trade school for computer, um, A-plus computer, which they, t- they, they teach you how to repair the computer, how to assemble from the motherboard and everything. Now, the, the knowledge that I, I have... I never knew you knew that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. The knowledge that I have from it is that uh, upstate New York, um, they have BOCES just because they won't have that amount of money to put those individuals trades in each school district. Right. So what they do is that all school districts come together, BOCES is the building that they send students for half of the day. So Proctor, uh, Westmoreland, Whitesboro, a whole bunch of districts around, they send them there and pretty much, you know, they do the trades. Right. Now, in the difference that I have understood in the city is that um, when you're in middle school, if you wanted to do something with um, airplanes, you'll go into a an aviation high school. Aviation high school. Or if you want to do something with construction, you would have done in construction something high, high school. school or carpentry. So the city has more money in a sense. No, and but here's would, here's the problem. More individual things. Right, but here's the problem. In middle school you don't know what you want. Yes. No. And not only that, at least in my middle school, they didn't explain us, okay, so th- that's how it works. Right. I learned it after from experience. Yeah, I went. I went to a theater school. I mean, it fit, I, it fit like, you, bro. It fit. You, it does but. fit me. I mean, I, I guess I'm a I'm a I'm a drama queen. I could be a drama queen if I wanted to. Um, but yeah, I went to a theater school, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't do. I did some some plays. I like acting. I like acting. I don't think I would ever want to be an actor, but I like acting. Um. I guess this is this is my way of like loving acting basically. <laughs> um but here's that's the thing like we're not explaining things, bro. You know, like we're just supposed to like accept things. You know how they're given to us and it shouldn't be like that. You know, I think I think that if I would have been in high school and somebody would have gave me like several different options, you know, like hey, listen, would you like to start carpentry? You do, did I ever tell you that um, when I was at LaGuardia, I was about to drop out, and I was going to go across the street from LaGuardia to plumbing school. Yes. I mean. Listen to, now. Listen to this story. <laughs> so I'm literally in front of the plumbing school, right? I'm like, "Fuck school! I'm dropping now today," <laughs> like like that, and I'm going to I'm going to trade school. I'm gonna be a become a plumber. I looked up how much they were how much they were earning. They were earning like twenty one an hour, starting starting in the union, like right. Uh, it's called a uh, not an internship, apprenticeship. Right, because so you gotta start. You, so pretty much they pay you to learn for four years. Correct. And you become a a master, a master plumber. And then pretty much after that, you'll be getting real bread. Yeah, real, real, earning, real money. Earning, you know, amount of money. Like, Bro, there's a lot of money to be made on trade school. Yes. So now putting trade school down, there isn't. There really isn't a, a reason to put trade school down. There isn't. If you don't like college, like it's not for you, my guy. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. Do a trade. Do a trade. Yeah. Because literally, there is money in anything you can and anything you want to do. It's always about the perspective of the person that's doing it. Yes. And li- listen. Go ahead. Go as ahead. Simple as this. 
you can some people graduate college with debts that is like amazingly crazy insane and they're you know they're doing stuff that that isn't even close to their career right they just finished the you know the college because they had to they or that's all they knew like there was one path yes and then there's other people that literally you know like let's say simple you you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. five years ago, did you think you were going to do on a podcast? No way. No, right? So, you know, you make it the best you can out of anything you have. Right. Or everything you have. Yeah. Simple as that. But here's All the right, thing. Keep it going. Yeah, yeah. Um, But then, like, you know what was my first thing that I did? What? I'm, I'm standing in front of this uh plumbing school, and I call my mother. Muchacho, el diablo, tú eres loco, I call my mother... <laughs> And I'm like, I'm dropping out of college right now, and I'm going to sign up in this plumbing school. You know what she told me? She said, I do not want a plumber as a son. <gasps> Whoa. Whoa. Bro, that's, that, that hits home. In that hits home, bro. That hits home. And I know, I know, mother, I know you're listening to this. I know you did not mean it the way it sounded. Yes. I understand. You just never knew anything else. Yes. Right. However, it make you realize something. I'm sure at that point in time, you make you think back. Like, is this really what I want? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. But it really. You know what's funny? If I would have gotten into plumbing, I think I would have been very. Uh, I would have started off very successfully here in Utica, because everybody needs a plumber. I need plumbers. Mm-hmm. I have houses. You know, people need people need people with actual uh, certificates. Skills, not only skills, but skills. You know, and so, but guess what? I have an associate's degree in drum rolls, liberal arts. Useless, <laughs> completely useless. So you know what? I became an entrepreneur. It fits me better. I don't like having a schedule. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, look at us. What time is it? Yeah, what time is it? Actually, at the time of this recording, it's one seventeen in the morning. <laughs> and we are in the incubator. Thank you, Ryan, for allowing us to use this place. You are amazing. And, Anchor, this is the second time I'm going to tell you that we are not accepting your sponsorship. Because the JR Experience podcast is actually an ad-free podcast. Uh, for you to thank us. For being an ad-free podcast, we would ask that you donate to the podcast so that we can continue having this on. And we can have coffee, juice, anything you guys, anything that my people want. And it, it supports transportation, it supports uh, equipment, it supports uh, software, everything. We really appreciate your help. Um, like, we don't have any mango right now here. <laughs> but, you know, it won't be bad right now. Mm. You know, some... Uh, chimney slider that my sister be making. Yo, if if you guys know somebody who has a chimney truck, they need to bring that up here. <laughs> you would come to New York one three five zero one. You yeah. already know. You need to cut. You need to bring that up here. Just, bro. At least just for the summer. <laughs> you know, I know the winter up here is horrible, yeah. but for the summer, bro, we be hungry, bro. And these 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 places they close mad early, bro. Like it would be like two in the morning, con una hambre, and there's nowhere to eat. Yep. Why? We have, nowhere. We have the imitation uh <coughs> McDonald's, Big Mac, DK, Chimis, but nah, it's not the no, same. No, it's it not would never the same. Be the same. We need some chimney trucks up here. Yep. So if you guys know somebody like 
let, have them get in contact with me seriously seriously because we need that um this is actually the reason why i'm opening up a hookah lounge and i know that you mentioned like we talked earlier you thought i was kidding yeah we were having this discussion last night and I you, you were just joking yeah i was like i'm not joel he's just bullshitting whatever <laughs> Yeah, no, Joel is not bullshitting, bro. I was not bullshitting. This is why I actually get access to this place. Because I'm starting a, a, a hookah lounge. Like we were talking earlier. And the reason why I want to start a hookah lounge is because there are no hookah lounges in Utica. There's like one, right? And there's that mad... It just opened recently. It just opened recently. Have I you been to it? I haven't been to it's it. It's horrible. Really? It's whack. Really? Swear to God. Well, I mean, the hours doesn't help. The hours I, don't help. I think they close by 10 p.m. What? No way. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I think New, um, New Year's Eve, the day before New Year's Eve, whatever, I was up here. It was like 9 Bro, can something. You, do you mind looking that up on your phone? You're lying. What? I'm telling you. I, I call it in. It's the, on Bank the, Street. The day before New Year's Eve, I call it in to see at what time they close because they don't have like a set schedule. Like, oh, we're closing at 10. I'm like, okay. On New Year's Eve? The day before New Year's Eve. The day Eve. before New Year's Eve? Yes. Get out. Hookah lounge should open at least 6 in the afternoon, 7 to yeah. 3, 4. Like, mine is going to be open from 12 to 3. 12 p.m. to 3? Oh my god, they do close at 10. Bro, Fridays, Fridays they're open. They, they're, they're, they close at 12. Saturday they close at 1. Saturdays they close at 1. And Sundays they close at 10. Alright, guys, I'm not a smoker, right? But correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that the hookah lounge is, like, people don't really go there just to smoke the hookah. No. It's more about... It's about socializing and chilling. And correct, stuff like right? That. So, like, let's say stuff that we're doing right now. We you know could what I'm go saying? to the hookah lounge. Yep, and we could have been chilling. Yeah. You know, yeah. some, some nice-ass music. Some nice-ass music, yep, yeah. and just chill out, like... What's up with that? Like, why nobody has that in this place? Like, come on, at 10? That's, that's, la vaina está comenzando. Yeah, like, we hell? just woke up. Word. <laughs> we just woke up from our naps, bro. Power I, naps. I literally took a big-ass power nap, woke up, and I was like, all right, fine, let's go, let's, let's go, let's go work. That's how I work. I like to, I have to take naps. Bro. If I don't take naps, I don't function. Man, do you, to be honest. Yeah. Know? And it's like, you know. Why? Why do you have to be inside the box? Think yeah. Outside the box. Yeah. I like to. I like to divide my naps within like four hour increments. So like, you know how you're supposed to sleep eight hours? I will usually sleep six hours, and then push in like another two, like around two p.m., three p.m., and then wake up at five and push the re- the rest of my day forward, and then like go back to sleep like around twelve or something like that. Yeah. Pero yo me yo me levanto temprano todos los días. Y me acuerdo bien tarde todos los días. Like, that's just how I function. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good uh, topic. Why? Because I'm that, I feel like I'm, in a sense, that kind of person. I don't want to be in an office. Yeah. You know, like, I literally do not see myself in front of a computer. <laughs> you know, have a bachelor's degree or something. I want to be out in the field. Obviously, you know, some days are good in the office, but I want to do both. I want yeah. the best of both worlds. Yeah. And I mean, all right, the, you know, the grass is greener on the other side, but I mean. Uh, bro, I, I worked in an office. I worked in an office for two years, and when I hit my two-year mark, 
I had a midlife crisis. Seriously. I told myself, holy shit, I've been coming to this place for two years, for 40 hours, for 52 weeks. But what, I got sh- what, what do I have to show? Nothing. And you know what's another thing? Um, the reason why we, we have nothing to show for it. No, I'm not going to lie. I did have something to show for it. I bought a few properties, right? But that the reason for that was because I knew how to handle my money. Correct. I knew how to manage my money. I knew to learn how to keep my expenses low and my, my income high. But most people don't have that privilege, you know. Um, this is why partnerships is the best thing that people can ask for. Not necessarily as a relationship as a partner, but partners, right? Because what happens is like, si tú has 25 y tú has 25, ahora tenemos 50, you know, so we can work better together. And so that's why partnerships are so important, man. So important because not only that, but you also divide risk. Like you don't take um, you like if you take a lot of most people don't take risk in their lives, right? And so if you're able to divide the risk, it's better. Like let's say we have like if I take a risk, if I want to do a company, right? And it's just me by myself, I have one hundred percent of the risk. Mm-hmm. But if I hire both of you or we all three of us go into partnership together, now my risk is at thirty three percent, right? Because it's uh, now it's a third. And so that's why partnerships are very important. And we should never do things on our own. You know, um, and on top of that, we should not compete against each other, right? Um, There should be competition. Competition is good. This is why capitalism works. But we should, like, we should have a sense of, like, for example, this is what I was talking about yesterday, right, when we met Dominicans. Dominicans don't unite. Right, we we would rather open a salon next to yours than unite with you. That's why. That's why in your city you see in every corner a bodega. A bodega. Instead of joining together and opening up a supermarket. A supermarket. Thank you. Yeah, you know I just spoke to Johnny and Ricardo, and they actually know the guys who were who originally opened La Sirena in the Dominican Republic. They grew up with them. I need some knowledge of La Sirena. Oh, man. La Sirena is like the biggest... It's like the Walmart of the Dominican Republic. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Is that the one that we went or no? Yeah, that's the one that we went when we went back to the art in 2017. Okay. Yeah. And so, Johnny and Ricardo actually know them. And right. their secret... I'm not sure if I should reveal this. It doesn't even matter now, right? Like, they're La Sirena. So, the, re- the way that they were able to become La Sirena was actually because they... um. They were able to, uh, eh, como falsificar, like they were able to falsify or make a knockoff of brands for cheaper, right? So, like, if your shampoo was costing you one dollar, I was able to make it for twenty-five cents and sell it for fifty, right? So now, what happens is that they build a whole bunch of chains, like, like there was, like every so. In the Dominican Republic, before La Sirena, you had to go to different stores to oh, get different things. If, if I don't bad remember, they also used to have Olé. Olé. They don't have it anymore because La Sirena took over. Well, bro, it's La Sirena. Yeah. See, like, it just took over. Yeah, it's like, it's like it, I mean, the one, when we went, literally, it's like, it's bigger than the Target or, like, yeah. it's just like, it's big, it's like crazy. It's man. really big and it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Like, they have everything in there. Even banks. Even banks. Even banks. 
That's weird how we don't have stuff like that here. We do have it in the U.S., not everywhere. Not everywhere. But we do have some commercial centers. We bounce that open. Yeah. Like, not well, everywhere. My, the bank that I work for, we open on weekends. Right. But not all the banks. In That's the interesting. Bus. Going back to what you were, uh, a comment that you were saying about competition. Yeah. Uh, there was an advice I gave a friend of mine. Um, I told him, you shouldn't be competing with someone else. You shouldn't be comparing yourself with someone else. Mm-hmm. The only person that you should be comparing yourself is really is with yourself. Right. The person you was yesterday. Right. That's what, true. What are you able to do to improve on that person? That's true. Or what can you do better? Because mm-hmm. doesn't matter how um, hard you're working. There's always one thing that you know you can improve on yourself. Either is your attitude. Either is waking up five minutes earlier. Um, Anything like from yes. eating healthy to going to the gym to, to like self confidence, like anything, you know, we can always become better. And I mean, hey, it doesn't mean you have to be perfect. You should actually be in competition with yourself. Yes. That's actually how I see myself. Like, I, I am comp- like, I want to see what is the best Joel look like. To be honest, I feel that the way I uh, self evaluate myself mm-hmm. each day, in a sense, is what have I accomplished? Mm. Like what? What have I got? What have I gotten done? Right. Like you know, have I you know, I don't know, changed light bulb or did I you know, did yeah, homework I for today instead right, of doing right. have to do it for tomorrow? Anything in a sense, you know. Yeah, self evaluation is very important, uh, because so for example, like what I do, I write my two year goals on paper, and then I have me and Samantha sign them, right. And then we print them out and we each one has a copy of it, right? That we see like every day. We carry it us like with us, when like different places, right? So what happens is that um, every year on the same date, we look over our goals, right? And we say, okay, well, this year we were able to accomplish this. We're going to accomplish this. We're going to accomplish this. We're going to accomplish this. So every year we're actually upgrading our two-year goals, right? So for example... Two years ago was 2017, right? We wrote our two-year goals for 2019. Our two-year goals today were written on 2018, all the way up to 2020, and so consec- So this is that's how you're able to advance. It's pretty much called a live. Um, what's it called? Not sure. Like like, like the amendments, right? Okay. It's a live constitution or something like that. That you're able to, you know... Oh, yeah, like the amendments to, of the yeah, Constitution. Correct, so you're able to make changes? It's different because we don't, like, we don't get stuck. Like, the amendments, it's very, like it's usually very hard to change. Well, the sense of me saying the amendment or saying about change yeah. is that um, if you already accomplish, let's say, drinking five uh, bottles of water each day... You upgrade you, on that. Correct, so, yeah. you know, you cross that out, you take that out... Because it be, have become a, a habit. Right. And that habit has become a character of yourself. You know. And you input something else new. Yeah. So change is important. Yeah. Simple as that. And, you know, the word change seems as a small word, but it's very impact. It impacts a lot of things. You know, you want to know how exactly, uh, you know, that's when you say that. I actually listened to this uh, to this YouTube um, video that was saying that the reason why people can't, People can do not commit to the gym, right? This is how people. Uh, the reason is because they tell themselves, uh, "Next month I'm going to the gym 
three times a week, right? But when you look at the statistics, that's a 600% increase from the moment that you didn't go to the gym, right? So instead of saying to yourself, I'm going to go to the gym three times a week, you have to tell yourself, I'm going to the gym once a week, right? That's it, right? And then once you go to the gym for like an X amount of like time, like per month, um, for example, like, like you've been going to the gym for three months consecutively once every week, right? Then we up it to two weeks, mm-hmm. uh, twice per week. And that's how you continue to move forward and move forward. Next thing you know, you're going to the gym three times a week and we're in shape. You know, this is why I, this is why I have like, I'm not in shape, dude. This is why I, I have a belly. Uh, I think it's called baby steps right? or, or spoon, something like that. Yeah, baby steps. Dave Ramsey talks about the baby steps. But yeah. Well, guys, I think that this concludes it, man. I think that we were able to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. How do you guys feel? Good. Yeah. yeah, good. We got a lot of tra- traffic. Uh, to- a lot of. A lot of topics. We got off a lot of topics. Yeah. But, yeah. This is good. This is gonna be a good podcast. I'm really happy. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, I, I want to ask something. Go ahead, bro. Thanks for having us. <laughs> <laughs> um, you were saying something about self confidence. Okay? Yeah. Um. Just out there, everyone, male, female, kids. Just, just self confidence. It takes you a long way. It does. It doesn't matter if you are tall, if you're short, if you are heavy, if you're skinny, if you are light skin, if you're dark skin. Just have self confidence. Yeah. Believe in yourself mm-hmm. that that you can accomplish anything you want to. Yes. Yes. That. That's it. That's the key. Like, don't just, let's stop setting limits to ourselves. You know, because, I mean, we it, there are certain industries that, you know, you will never get into and be okay with that. Like, for example, I'm never going to, I'm probably never going to be a basketball player, right? <laughs> you know, I could, I could, if I really put my mind to it, I yeah. could dunk. You can do whatever you want. I could do whatever I want, but it's not really my passion, right? It's not really the, something that I, I, I love, but... I tell myself, like, whatever I want, like, I can accomplish it with the right steps, with the right goals. And, by the way, I am going to be starting a mentorship program, right, to help people, like, develop their plans and their goals and things like that. I have I have been working with a group of uh, women um, who I have been helping them personally, like, just change make a whole bunch of change and me and them are actually going to be sitting together and we're going to talk about like how how, what what i have been able to help them with and how we can make it into like a thing like if you need mentorship like yo contact joel or like contact these people like these people have had enough experience to do some mentorship like anywhere like anything that you guys need like self-confidence if you just need to like talk you know, you just need to talk, like, you just need to let things out, um, like, if you want to buy a house, you want to learn about investments, if you want to, like, whatever I don't know, I know someone who knows it, right, and the, so that's the key. Connections. Connections, connection is the key, but thank you guys for being <laughs> here. Where can people find more about you guys? Uh, you want to give out your Instagrams? Sure. Um... <laughs> 
You don't you don't even remember what's Instagram. But you guys can contact me at um uh Ruiz uh 436gmail.com and you can follow me on Instagram uh JR Experience Podcast. Um also on Twitter, uh I'm trying to get the official name, the the JR Experience, but some guy has it, so I think I'm gonna try to buy it from him. Um yeah, uh but on on Twitter we are uh Joel R um experience and for uh my friend Smerlin, my cousin Smerlin, it's um Smerlin XO um sorry, it's S M E R L X official. All right? So that's S M E R L X official. Um, Go ahead. My Gmail will be carrasco.steven at gmail.com. Joel will put a... Yeah, I'm going to put down. things on the descriptions. Yeah, in the description how to, you know, spell it and everything. So, yeah, well, guys, hit me up, you know? I don't know. Let's, let's get together. Let's, let's do... Yo, up. yo. by the way, listen. Um, So, every Sunday at my house, starting this summer, all right? We're going to bring back some, like, good memories. You know, I got that. Oh, tú no, tú no has visto mi casa, loco. I got a big ass plot of land, bro. It's like, yeah, it's really, really big. So we're gonna, we're gonna have fun. Anyways, this from Bancolin Park. Yeah. McDonald's. Word. Anyways, this has been the JR experience. Thank you for staying with us, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye.